is up, guys? Welcome to Talk Flagler Weekly News Update. I'm your host, Chris Gollin, Chief Political and Cultural Reporter for uh, AskFlagler.com. So I don't know if you guys can hear it in the background, but it is raining pretty good out here today on recording day. Got a nice nor'easter coming through town, hopefully bringing some cooler weather to Palm Coast for all this rain it is giving us. Certainly ready for the temperatures for those, those highs in the 60s, as everyone uh, definitely enjoys. But Anyway, we have a great episode for you guys today. Awesome interview with Flagler Beach Mayor Susie Johnston and a quick rundown of the uh, major news stories of the week. So uh, a few things we have got going on. Um, If you did not get a chance to see it, uh, check out our article on the Palm Coast Fire Department's Hall of Terror. It was the 20th annual uh, event at the Palm Coast Fire Station, I believe 21. And um, it was put on by Chief Jerry Forte and the guys at the Palm Coast Fire Department, a great little haunted house set up in the station by the fire de- the firefighters, in an active fire station. They do this every year around Halloween. If you did not get to see it, make sure you check that out next year. We had a new music release in Flagler County. Uh, Palm Coast's own Connor Bertha teamed up with a close friend Jeremy Ryan from Jacksonville for a great uh, hip-hop EP that they called Phases. So check that out on our website and stream that wherever you listen to music. A few other little news stories. Moderna shots. The booster shots are now available in Flagler County. Uh, make sure you uh, go online and look at where you can get that if you are eligible. Definitely beneficial to have, and they are now available in Flagler County. For Flagler Beach residents, uh, the Hang Ten restaurant uh, recently did close its doors. Uh, they were going through quite a bit. The former co-owner was uh, Jimmy of Jimmy's Hang Ten. Uh, J- uh, James Harris was the gentleman's name, and he was recently arrested on some very serious charges of abuse of his stepdaughter and his wife, whose whose daughter it was, uh, did continue the restaurant on for a while. Ultimately, they did close their doors uh, after about a year in business. In Palm Coast of the recent city council meeting, the uh, council honored the fire department for the Hall of Terror um, Diabetes Week with uh, some representatives from the local health community and Veterans Appreciation. So for a great rundown of that event, make sure you check out the site. As always, we want to hear about you guys, what is going on in your lives in Flagler County. Uh, as we know, the news is you. If you have any tips or great stories, make sure to send a message to our Facebook page at Ask Flagler. We look at all of our social media and we're on Twitter, Instagram, even LinkedIn, all of it. Feel free to shoot us a message. We want to know what's going on in your world so uh, we can share some great news stories to the community. But without further ado, we will get on to the main event. That is uh, my interview with Flagler Beach Mayor Susie Johnston. Mayor Johnston, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So to start off, tell us about your career path that led you to the mayor's chair at Flagler Beach. I would say that it was almost, it started off as it was destined. I come from a long line of family politics. So giving back to the community is something that is instilled with me. And I'm a lifelong resident of Flagler County and grew up and spent my summers in Flagler Beach. I lived the rest of the time in Benel. Mm -hmm. So from being a little girl 
riding my bike down Central Avenue, I saw Flagler Beach grow into the city it is today. And then I was given the, I worked alongside the previous mayor, Linda P., and was very heavily involved in the city. I helped her with the Feed Flagler. I helped her with Flagler Beach All-Stars. I attended the meetings. So when the when Linda told me that she was looking to not run again, I knew it was the time to, if I was going to be involved, it was the time to do it. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot about the city. I was at a place in my career where I could handle taking on the extra hours because it's a lot of meetings and pulls a lot from a regular job. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and I decided to take the plunge. And that was almost a year ago this month. Oh, that okay. That's put, when you kicked off the campaign uh-huh. in 2020? Yes. All right. What was that? Was that March of this year they had it? Well, March 2nd was the election. But mm-hmm. back in the fall, I decided to announce that I was going to run for mayor. Okay. But actually, come to think of it, how come Flagler Beach has their elections in the spring as opposed to the fall like most? most I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't think about that until now. But, huh. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be one to like, I'm going to have to Google that later. That's, that's interesting. But um, it definitely like for me, I love covering elections. So it was mm-hmm. like, hey, get to do another one after yeah. the other one's ended. <laughs> so um, did Mayor Preventure, am I saying that right? Yes. Oh, awesome. Did she give you many tips when you moved into the job? She did. She gave me some tips. She gave me um, the names of some residents that are really good to lean on for community involvement. Mm-hmm. She also she um she does a lot of handholding. This week we met and uh, we met and we were discussing fleet feed flagler for Thanksgiving. And last year we had 162 families that we delivered food to inside Flagler Beach proper in the city limits. So there's a lot of coordination that goes that's involved. And she helps with the different projects. I can also give her my feedback on different topics. And she we make sure that we're similar and aligned. And if I have questions, a lot of times the easiest person to go to is the previous mayor. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, in Flagler Beach's city government structure, what is the role of the mayor? Because it's different from city to city. It's different than Palm Coast and different than Bunnell. What does the mayor do in Flagler Beach? The mayor in Flagler Beach, you would probably say, is the per- the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor does not vote. The mayor the mayor is almost like a city figurehead, a a person that the city can go to for volunteer projects. The mayor has no weight on decisions. I can give my input, but it I don't I do not get a vote. Mm-hmm. So unlike Palm Coast, where the mayor of Palm Coast has a vote, chairs the meetings all of those types of details, I don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of like the chief diplomat of the city almost? If you speak in like, or how you'd say with the president, they're like the chief diplomat of the U.S. Is it sort of like that? Um, similar. And, and then there's the other five commissioners that their opinions weigh in and they mm-hmm. make the decisions. True. So what drew you to that seat then versus one where you get to, you know, like like vote on the things where the differences between the two roles? <laughs> It's kind of an easy one. Um, the mayor gets hated on the least because <laughs> you don't in get Flag- a vote. <laughs> in Flagler Beach, they do. <laughs> because you don't get a vote. Um, you can say your That's opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm also more of a people person. Mm-hmm. And that's the t- typical role for the mayors to get out within the community, have lots of community involvement. Right. And that's more of the type of personality that I am. Mm-hmm. How has it been working with uh, the other two mayors in Flagler? Because you and uh, Mayor Alfin are the two 
the newest. Mm -hmm. And um, what has that dynamic been like since you've taken office? I have actually known David for the last 10 years. A lot of people have. He's been in the community a while. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, it was very easy. For me, it was a, hey, David, and I have this to ask you type of a thing or do you think that Palm Coast could help out with this? Or most recently it was, David, thank you so much for Palm Coast. Fago Beach mm-hmm. had a water main break and the city of Palm Coast brought in their trucks and equipment and Ooh. really helped out the city. So that was a a nice big plug for Palm Coast to help us out. Yeah. I didn't hear about the, the water main break. Yes. Yeah, so it was on South 22nd Street. It um, was for three days. We Ooh took us to repair that line. Oh, that's down there a little bit. Is that, is that near like that water tower down there? Nope. That's, um, that's down by like, you would say like 27th, but South, um, near Gamble Rogers. Oh, this it's is, a little further down. Yeah. It's, it's a lot further down. Um, this was just on 22nd street, 22nd and Flagler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a low lying areas. So it was, uh, some homes, they started to get a little, you know, the homeowners were getting nervous, a lot of them have PTSD from Hurricane Irma down there. So when mm, you start yeah. seeing water coming up to your front doorsteps, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. So um, come to think of it, what does that water tower do? Is that like, does it actually hold water? It and, does. And function? Like, I've, I've never known about that. Yep, it is, does. Is that like the city's water supply? We have that one. Right and then there? there's also one uptown that has the dolphins on it. By the police station? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I knew about that one. Yes. All right. I never knew if that water tower was like what it all, if it was just like, you know, a, a site, a landmark sort of thing, or, but it actually like is part of the, uh, like the water system. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Huh. All right. Well, um, and well, I was going to tell you, and then I've known Mayor Robinson a long time oh, as well. Yeah. Growing up in Benel, we right, went to the same right. church. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Um, Benel Methodist. Okay, where's that? That's remember. the, um, it's, I believe it's on Anderson or no, it's on Pine Street, mm. right? But, um, I think I might know where you're talking about. Yeah, it's a old little white schoolhouse. It has, um, for a long time, it had the, the food pantry for the homeless shelter. Okay. The sheltering tree. I was thinking that, yeah. Ran out of the fellowship hall there. So oh. I've known Mayor Robinson for a long time as well. Right. So for me, it was just, it was almost like coming home. Nice. I, I, when I was a really young kid, I went to, I think it was Community Baptist. Is uh-huh. Old Dixie Highway, but no? Or is that Palm Coast? Old Dixie Highway is up there by Jungle, um, excuse me, by High Bridge. What, what, what city is that in? Like the one right off, right off US 1. What's that area? Do you know? Well, it you seems would, like Pinnell. You would come, what, you where the old courthouse is? That's where you went to school? Maybe. That's Pinnell. courthouse is. Is the original courthouse. So there's the government services building now. Yeah. So you pass, that's on the, you're, you're driving west. The one that's at private school now in Benel? Yes. That used to be the original courthouse. All right, that, that I know. It's This is like when you go, you get on Old Dixie where that old biker bar was, like right down there, you know, like off, off of one where they have the traffic circle now. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That area. That's Corona. Oh, how did I not know that? It seemed, it, I don't know. I just seemed, it seemed like Benel for some reason. Nope. That's, um, that's actually its own like little entity that's called Corona. Okay. Is it like a, what is it? A township as opposed to official Correct. city? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right. So yeah, I went there as a kid. Come to think of it, where exactly, all right. On 100, where is the Flagler Beach Palm Coast line? 
Because that's always been like, is like, is Winn-Dixie Flagler Beach? Wind, it's so on the east side of the road, it's in one spot. And on the west side of the road, or on the north and south, it's two different sides. So, really? Mm-hmm. I can actually pull it up on the property appraiser site for you if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, this is just something I've always been curious about in my head. Never, like, looked up. I my mean, phone never stops, so. Um, <laughs> sorry. Understandable. It's like, is the mobile, is that Palm Coast and the car wash over there? That's still Palm Coast where Flagler, I believe the right side of the road where Winn-Dixie is on, that's going to be Flagler Beach. But if you are on the other side of the road, it comes up further towards the beach on the, on the left mm. because where they're building that new storage facility. And then there's the ocean view. They're either condos or apartments or something on the left-hand side. That's still Palm Coast. Really? That far up? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought Palm Coast generally ended somewhere. Like once the speed limit becomes 55, you're pretty much getting into Florida Oh, I don't Beach, think I the thought. speed limit has anything to do with it. Let's see. Flat yeah, I, I know it's not based off that, but like that, that, that area, entity. I thought is where it kind of lied. It's a, you know, the, it gets a little wonky through there because of whenever they were annexing in land, mm-hmm. there was the mentality of the commissioners a long time ago that they did not want if you anything on the west side of the bridge, so they didn't want to have that becoming Flagler Beach. Mm-hmm. So now it's um, <clears throat> with, it's just different. Let's see if I can pull that up for you. And I know no one can see this, but you can know for yourself. That's okay. very good with the property appraisers map. Awesome. And Joey can cut some of the the waiting time. Oh, okay, good, good, good. He made it seem like it took two seconds. Text him real quick with the timestamp. Oh, that's you're so efficient. Uh huh. Otherwise, I will forget. Then I'll do Palm Coast. Okay, so where did it go? I wonder if the rain will be audible. I don't know. That's all Flagler Beach. You are looking like Old King's Road. Let's see. That's all multi-use development. Oh, it's hard to tell. But it's over there yeah. by the Winn-Dixie line. Um, Winn-Dixie so we'll, line. The way out the Winn-Dixie, Old King's, that whole like little corridor is really where it starts to split. Hmm. Yeah, Old King's kind of feels like it's not the official border, but it almost feels like the unofficial-ish border right. of where I start to feel like I'm going to Mentally, I think the bridge. That's that's true, too. Yeah, like I used to think of it as the bridge, but then once I started to learn, there's a little bit on the other side. I'm like, mm-hmm. There's right. John Anderson, and mm-hmm. there's also, but Colbert is Palm Coast. And you have parts mm-hmm. of Roberts Road or Palm Coast coming off that Colbert Corridor. Where's Roberts Road again? Roberts Road is the road between Wadsworth Park and Publix. Oh, okay. Is that, that what is that where like Sea Ray used to be? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's Boston Whaler. Right, 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 right. Okay. I never knew this. And the way that's Flagler or Palm Coast, that road? Um, that is, well, Roberts Road is Flagler until you get to Boston Whaler is either or. They have not decided where they want to get annexed in. Yeah. And past Boston Whalers, Palm Coast. So the new Lighthouse Harbor developments, Palm Coast, Boston Whalers, neutral. That's our Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side is Flagler Beach. That is like, that's so interesting to me. 
like where exactly these little borders wind up because it's not a straight line or anything like right down north to south. Right. I don't know why that's like super interesting to me. Whenever I'm in that area, I'm like, I wonder which city I'm in right now. But Colbert, I don't know. I always thought of Colbert as Flagler. Nope. Colbert is Palm Coast. Which is funny because I take it up to the north end of Palm Coast a lot. And I mm-hmm. know it's not like I veered way the heck west as I was doing it. Right. Like you get up to Palm Coast Parkway and it's like, that's clearly Palm, Palm Coast. Coast at that point. Right. At that point, I guess maybe you might be a little bit further west than you were at, at the 100 Colbert mm-hmm. area. Because then you have to go all the way down to that toll bridge. You're like a little bit further, I feel like, from the intercoastal. Yeah, so maybe it's further away. I'm just like speculating about where that might be. Maybe yeah, we can pull it up on a map. We can get it for you. Yeah, the exact is... lines. We'll be like, and the fruit stand is Flagler Beach, but past it is not. This is our listeners' homework is to comment where all this stuff is that we're that we're bringing up because I don't know. That's that's really interesting. Hmm. But I can find it on. I can show you how it's drawn out on a map, but it's hard to tell you. Because there's no development to mm-hmm. give you the landmark for what is Flagler Beach and what's Palm Coast. I should probably buy a good map of Flagler County, probably invest in one and like draw some lines on it myself. That yeah. might be a good tool to have. There's, um, I think the Flagler County Association of Realtors is printing a map oh. that will have all the sections of Palm Coast. Okay. I mean, it's a map. It's a, when you unfold it, it's the size of this table of all the areas of Palm Coast, Benal, and Flagler Beach. Does it do like city like city district lines and stuff too mm-hmm. it's going to give tons music. of information on there all the sections it's um because the chamber used to do a map like that and then when the chamber closed there needed to be everyone still loved the map so hmm. so fcar took that over uh-huh. okay cool yeah i'll definitely want one of those when that comes out so um getting into some of the specific recent developments of flagler beach mm-hmm. the commission recently decided to move forward with plans to reconstruct the iconic pier. So yes. tell us why that project is going to be necessary and what it will entail in the near future. Well, a little bit of history about our iconic pier. Yes, please. It was originally built in 1927. Wow. It was a thousand feet long and an old wooden pier. How long is it now, by the way? Right now it is like 600 and. 47 feet. Oh, so it's gotten a haircut. It has definitely. It gets a haircut with every storm. I wonder <laughs> if we're going to have a little shave off the top with this Northeastern that we're getting right now. Ooh, hopefully not. Um, so the pier, prior to Hurricane Matthew, the pier was 800 feet. Mm-hmm. Then Hurricane Matthew came and we lost 163 feet from that storm. So FEMA came in and decided to give the city of Flagler Beach $10 million to do a rebuild. Mm -hmm. They have already done the environmental impact study where the current pier is. So they said, we can rebuild the pier. Here's $10 million. We're going to keep 100 feet of the original pier. Now, you look at 2016 versus 2021, the cost of everything has tripled. So we were given two options with the peer workshop, which was last week and it was open to the public and all meetings are open to the public. We also invite you for public comment and all of the agendas and meetings are listed on the Flagler Beach website. So I encourage all listeners to go there and see what's happening in Flagler Beach. There's cake sometimes. Yes, there is cake sometimes <laughs> made by a mayor's daughter. Mm. So um, 
we were given two options. There was one option that FEMA said you can rebuild the pier in the existing spot. This would be option A. We'll give you $10 million with the construction prices increasing. If the pier happens to be 15 or $20 million, we'll give you that money too. And we thought, well, that's definitely the safe bet. Now, granted, Flagler Beach does have to come up with um, $2.5 million. So we are hoping to maybe split that with the county. Maybe we can find some additional grants. We can find, we can come up with that money. Or there was option B. And that was keep the original wood pier and 100 feet over, build the new concrete pier. And when I say over, I should say south. So 100 feet South would be the new concrete pier. FEMA said, that's great. If you want to do that, you're, you have to do all of your environmental studies. So that could take anywhere from one to one and a half years. So before we could even begin to put the first piling in the ground, it would be potentially a year and a half out. Mm-hmm. Now, if they decided, nope, you cannot put the pier right there, then we'd have to, that would have all been lost time. FEMA also said, We will give you $10 million to build that pier just south of your existing pier. And if the pier is $20 million, you better come up with the money on your own. Mm -hmm. So Flagler Beach, we decided we are not going to gamble. We are going to play it safe. So we will keep the original wooden A-frame. We'll keep 100 feet of the original pier. So that's basically the amount of pier that goes over the sand. So you'll still be able to walk through the wooden pilings. And then the concrete pilings will go out the rest of the 700 feet. Okay. And that'll be really cool. And maybe like more, more resilient in future hurricanes. Oh, concrete pier is going to last us a lifetime. I mean, it's going to last a very long time. The whole project should take 54 months. Mm -hmm. And essentially last Wednesday, the clock started clicking, ticking. We sent the, the thumbs up to FEMA, to Tallahassee. And now we'll start on the project to get the engineers, to get the designers, to get all of that. And we can start on that new pier. What's the length going to be? On the 800 door? feet. Okay. So it's not going to be quite as far as the old woman. It's still further. Right. Now, now we will have it where we can add on. Let's say we get a grant in the next 10 years and we have a grant for $5 million to add on those additional 200 feet. We can extend onto the original length mm-hmm. of that new concrete pier. Okay. I remember, yeah, when I was about that one really crazy hurricane season in the 2000s. Yes, that was, was 2004 or 2006. Uh, I was six to eight years old when that happened. And I remember the pier getting chopped off on that one. Mm-hmm. And that knocked it down a little bit. And then I feel like maybe they repaired it. I can't remember. Um, We're constantly doing repairs. Just last month, we put $30,000 into the into the current pier with reinforcements, with nuts and bolts. And we're always continuously working and making sure that pier stays safe until they take it down. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be any wider? Um, I do believe, I think it's going to be 26 feet wide. I do not have that exact measurement, but I do. What is believe, it now? I don't, I'm not sure. No. We'll have to get out there with like a little measure wheel. And, I'm thinking like, it's going to be a Ferris wheel on this one. Oh, definitely no Ferris wheel. <laughs> like no like roller Atlantic, coaster. Atlantic City or wherever they do that. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, maybe some like lights down on the water as I'm like saying as the fisherman that I am, you get some like little lights in there to lure the fish up there at night. Oh, probably. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's one of the best places to fish in all of the area. Definitely. I feel like I'm not giving away a secret spot on that one. Right. But we're constantly always having a fishing tournament on the pier. Yeah. Kingfish tournament. Mm -hmm. 
How do you remember what the biggest one was for that? No, and I should because I am an angler myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. How often do you go out? Um, you know, I like to fish in the flats, so I don't fish. I have, I haven't fished off of our pier in a long time, mm-hmm. um, but I shore fish and then I really prefer to go red fishing in the flats. Ooh, I have a really good spot nearby that I'm not going to say on this podcast for everyone to go, to go flood into, but I'll tell you afterward. Is it near a really good barbecue restaurant? I believe so. I believe so <laughs> actually. Yeah. It's more like towards St. John's that mm-hmm. area and there's some real good ones around there. Oh yes, but if you if you know if you hang out on that pier long enough in a day, you will see some like crazy stuff. Like as opposed to just walking out for ten minutes. Like I like I'll go out. I would go out there last summer, get there at like six forty five in the morning, Uh and just start fishing and like stay there till like noon or so. And every day I would see like either like a shark would come through, like a big shark, or not not to scare the people out of the water. They're they don't attack humans usually. Um, I saw a massive stingray go through one morning. Wow. Like it was the size of this table. Oh wow, I believe it. There um two weeks ago the stingrays were jumping yeah. all out there. I don't know if it was mating season or if they were oh. doing a massive feed, but that's so cool. All the surfers they were talking about the stingrays. I mean, they were just <laughs> coming, they were like they were gonna land on our board, they were flying up so much. <laughs> now, when I was a child, there was always the the rumor of an eight-foot hammerhead that lived underneath the pier. Oh, wow. Ugh, you see, I've, I've gotten swept under that pier surfing before, so I really hope that's not true. I hope it's not true. I mean, that's like the monster that lives under the bed story, but... <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, uh, For some reason, whenever I'm in the ocean, I'm a stingray magnet. They always come near me. I don't know why. No other animal does this when I swim, but it's like every time, whether it's Flagler Beach, it's happened in the Keys, it's happened in the Bahamas... I'll be swimming and these just huge stingrays like to come up to me and it gives oh, me all, so cool. gives, no, it gives me a heart attack every time. Like I know they're not going to hurt me or anything as long as I'm not stepping on them, but still I don't, I don't know. I don't like this massive thing coming right. up to me. I'm afraid of great white sharks and I know that they are out there. Um, there is the, there's that ship and that tracker. Um, O-Search. Yes. Yep. And they tracked mm-hmm. um, one, Catherine, I think was her name on the second break in Flagler Beach. And it was in the middle of the night, but still middle of the night in the winter. But still, I'm like, oh, she's out there. Oh, yeah. I um, when I was 14, I went surfing in San Onofre, California, Mm -hmm. and it was like right near the nuclear power plant, I think. And like a week or two later, I saw a picture at the exact spot where I was at with like a 20 foot great white jumping. Just oh my the gosh! Surfers. They call them men in suits out there in California. They're like, like "Oh, who, have you seen any shark?" They're like, "Yep, the men in suits are out." <laughs> oh man! And it's like I didn't see any, but it like it gave it. It, it was a very uncomfortable you feeling. Get the EBGBs. Well, yeah, no, even though you can't see there. them, they are definitely there. Yeah, it's like and like I, I've been at Flagler Beach, and like my my friend has waved me in mm-hmm. from the shore because he saw one right near me. It's like it, they're there. I kind of came to peace with that. Like, yep. If I don't see them, I don't mind. I just know they're usually. Oh, I feel me. like a big old bait of chum out there when I'm out <laughs> in the water. I'm like, they're coming for me. I had once just paddling out. I saw a whole school of rays go straight underneath my board. Oh, that's cool. There's your, um, your ray magnet. Exactly. And I'm like huddling on the board. I don't even want to like have a leg in the water. I don't want to touch one. It's like, nope, just go under me. Just keep, <laughs> keep, keep going. going. Go about your business. Oh man. Oh, you know, at that, at that spot, at the secret location recently, I was just, just fishing out there in the evening 
And I, I saw my first wild manta ray. It jumped huh. twice. And it was like a little bit upriver too. Hmm. I had no idea they went upriver. So I immediately, I. I, I immediately got out and texted Adam Morley, mm-hmm. the fishing captain in yep. St. Augustine. And I'm like, do you see manta rays out here? He's like, oh yeah, all the time. Interesting. Like my whole entire life, I've never seen, I've never seen one in the wild at all, anywhere. And the first time I was not expecting it to be upriver. I have a very similar story, but the opposite. So I was in the ocean swimming and I was out there on a sandbar and I came in and I was just, you know, turned around and I was looking at where I was swimming and I saw this massive, slow swimming shadow. Oh, I know what it is. Under the water. And I was like, what is that? I was like, is that an alligator? There is no in way. The ocean? It was a manatee. I knew it. I knew it. I've seen a manatee twice in the ocean and never in the intercoastal. Really? Yeah. I've seen so many in the intercoastal. I only see them in the ocean. It's the most bizarre thing. And I called Fish and Wildlife and they said, yep, they'll go in one inlet. They'll go out the inlet and then swim around and then come back. It's common. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I have almost the exact same thing happen when I was seven or eight years old in Cocoa Beach or Sebastian Inlet. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was surfing there and just I was just kind of like hanging out waiting for the wave. And all of a sudden, like from me to the end of this table, this the whole manatee just comes out and like breathes and then goes back under. And it was oh, wow. it was disturbing. Oh, yeah. I could, I would, like, it's, it's a little scary. It's like they are harmless. I used to laugh at that video of that tourist freaking out because the manatee was in the water. <laughs> but when if you're in the water and it just sneaks up on you, that's that's not a good feeling. No. Nope. Even when you know it's a manatee. You're I, like, um, you're an animal and you can maybe still hurt me. It's just, he's huge. Mm-hmm. These things are like the Seat size mouse. of a rhino. Yeah. They're massive. And um, I was in the Keys last month or a month before or something. And I was snorkeling at Key Largo. Mm-hmm. The water was like a little dirty. Mm-hmm. I, I forget why. Like there, it was not the calmest day. And I'm still snorkeling, looking at all the little snapper in the grass and stuff. I just like look over to my left and I just see it, the tail. This <laughs> massive manatee tail. It, it snuck up on me. And my thing was when I, all I could see was the tail because the visibility. Mm-hmm. And it was this round tail. And of course, my first thought is like, oh, great. It's a giant stingray. Because oh, gosh, knowing yep. me, right. I'm like, oh, no. You're going to get barbed like. Um... Exactly. And like it was the size of a manatee tail. So it was huge. Right. It was four feet across or something. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, oh, great. It's the biggest one I've ever seen. But then I kind of like thought about it for a second because I looked away immediately like, I, I don't want to look at it. It's there. <laughs> but then I thought, it's like, wait a minute. And then I looked back and I could kind of see the more of the shape right. of the manatee. I'm like, that's still really spooky in yes. this moment, but at least I know I'm not Well, because you also have to think that it could be a 12-foot alligator. Yeah. Oh, I have swim with alligators too. I like don't want to swim with them. Alexander either. Springs. They're so, they're, they're calm. They're chill. I don't know. No desire to. For some reason, I'm more comfortable around gators than, than manatees. I would much rather swim with a manatee. If the water was totally clear and I could keep an eye on it, yeah. But I hate being snuck up on by large anything. I hate it. I, I think no one would enjoy that. But no, g- gators are, are cool. I mean, if it's murky, no. Because, like, I don't go swimming in rivers in the state like people do. Mm-hmm. Like, go up, like, the, the St. John's River and it's all murky and they're just going to hop in. Like, no. No. You're, there's going to be gators. I've gone down the Itch Tuffy. 
Huh? I've gone down the itch tuckney. Is that really murky? Um, in some spots, it actually it's really kind of a clear river. Okay. Um, it's cooler, so because it's cooler, it's a spring-fed river. There's less chance of alligators, but mm-hmm. if there's water, there's alligators, including pools. Yeah. You always have to look. And they can be huge too mm-hmm. in Florida. I forget what the length was, but early on with the website, I wrote an article about some guys that caught like it was well over ten feet. Ten feet's the limit that um, they have to be, and then they'll remove them. No, is it over ten feet? They kill it. Under ten feet, they'll relocate it. Now I gotta look this up because there was it. one in Flagler Beach. There was it was at um, Stonebridge, Stonebridge off John Anderson, and one of the lakes, the retention ponds there. They caught a ten foot alligator. Jeez! All right, this is twelve. It was six hundred pounds. Oh my gosh! I have it here. I have like a picture if you can sort of see it. Holy Toledo! Look at that. Go on our website, go on Ask Flagler to the listeners and just type in alligator in the search bar and you will see this. And that was in the St. John's River? 600 pounds. Woo! Yeah. It was in the St. John's. It was like technically in Flagler County, I think. Yeah. It was, you can kind of see that one. They don't give you gator tail at the fish camp because it's chicken. (laughs) I don't want to eat reptile. Oh yeah, that's true. I've never gotten that. Like people who eat like frogs or alligators. Alligator tail's good. I'll only eat mammals and birds. That's it. Alligator tail's good. Can't tell the difference. Ah, between what, that and chicken? Yeah, can't not tell the difference at all. That's not what I would expect it to taste like for some reason. It should taste like, I don't know. It's shouldn't... just like a white meat. Ah, feels like reptiles should taste way different than the others. It feels like that should be the case. Nope, just like, it looks like chicken, tastes like chicken. Oh, is there anywhere good to get gator tail and flag the beach? Here's a nice little transition. Um, not that I can think of. That's like a sure someone has to banal thing. Oh, okay, yeah, that that does sound right. Come to think of it, yep. Um, so getting back to a, a current uh-huh. thing that's going on, explain what is going on with the fireworks situation because I know that's been a lot of people talking about it, and everyone has their opinion. Where does it stand right now? Well, we have a an ad hoc committee which is. It includes um, five residents, myself and Amy Lukasik from the Tourist Development Council. Mm-hmm. The public is always invited to participate with public comment. And it's a committee designed to report its findings to the commission. We want to be able to have a very safe Flagler Beach. How can we how can we have, if we have the fireworks in Flagler Beach, how can we have it where it's safe? There is 50,000 people come to Flagler Beach each 4th of July into a city of 5,000. So mm. you're, you know, you're trying to squeeze a watermelon into a lemon. Yeah. And with the growth of the county, it's probably, it will probably be more people. So what is the way to do this? practical and safe. And that's what this committee is doing. We will report its findings to the commission in January. Let me look up the date for the next meeting. Okay. It is, what are we? Oh, I think it's on, it's Tuesday on the 9th at 9 a.m. will be the next meeting. And then we'll also have November 23rd at 9 a.m. And those are the next two meetings. And we discussed things like if we were to make certain areas of the beach 
alcohol free? What are the problems with having the 4th of July? Where are the traffic issues? What are the different safety issues? Everyone wants to have a a phenomenal outcome from this committee, but how can we do it? And that's why we invite the public and we really encourage because great ideas come from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, a resident might have a perfect solution because they might've lived in another small town somewhere that had a similar problem. Mm-hmm. We have a, a traffic issue. So we're trying to come up with ways to have different parking lots and shuttle services It not to be a financial burden on the residents that are there because we're just a small town of 5,000 people and paying $7,000 for big tour buses to bring people in. It should, that cost shouldn't fall on the residents. So how can we do this financially the right way and safely? Should bring me up those little battery powered scooters. Remember? Yes. I love those. I talked to Eric Cooley about that the other day. It's like, I understand why they had to go. Right. But those things were so much fun. Um, Every single time I came across one of those scooters, it was someone doing something illegal. (laughs) I get it. We have all been in our 20s and you might still be in your 20s um, at one point. But I I one day was going to pick up takeout from Beachfront Grill on the south end of town. And I was driving my car through um, A1A and I came upon a a rat pack of scooters going down the center of A1A. And I was like, people, this is, how you, this is how you die. <laughs> they weren't allowed on the sidewalks in their defense. I'm not saying that was the right way to do it, but you couldn't take them on the sidewalk. It, the whole thing. I almost, I was walking my dog at night one night. And my dog um, all of a sudden got very scared. I live right on A1A and he hopped over into my yard off the sidewalk and a scooter came zooming by so fast with no lights on. And I was like, Ooh, I almost just like clotheslined you (laughs) with a dog leash. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it, it wasn't the greatest, safest idea to have in Flagler Beach, but boy, were they fun. They, um, I think we gave some feedback to that scooter company and we said, listen, what we recommend is instead of coming to a city and dr- dumping out 50 scooters and then just kind of going away is to maybe roll them out slowly in front of the commission and say, hey, here's some, and also the police department, here's some do's and don'ts and ways that the scooters would work best in your city. Mm-hmm. Let's have places where they can pick them up. Um, let's have some more rules. Let's This way it's not like a fly-by-night call a 1-800 number when something goes wrong type of company. Yeah. I actually recently, I was in downtown Atlanta a couple weekends ago and for the different tourist locations, it's like I, once I found parking, I didn't want to have to lose it. So I, I would, they had all kinds of these scooters Mm -hmm. over downtown and they had it to where when you're riding it on the street, they had it like down to hard lines. If you piloted it into that little Uh line, it would go to like five miles an hour. Really? Tops. Yeah, like they're capable of doing that. The GPS is really precise. See, we needed things. someone to come in and do that with our city. I don't know if it's the same companies, right? Um, that the ones that were in Flagler Beach, but you know, like maybe it was a bigger company with better tech to we do that. We like the idea of renting 
different types of transportation open because I visited um, Pittsburgh one year mm-hmm. and you could rent bicycles. Yeah. And they were, they were not electric. They were just your old fashioned bicycle. Oh. And you just put your credit card into the, like the little slot. You could take it around, park it outside of a restaurant, go into the restaurant, pick up another random bicycle, go somewhere else. And mm-hmm. I kept saying, maybe that might be a better option for our city. Yeah. As opposed to something with like a motor in it. Right. Just a little bit more chill and relaxed. Yeah. That, that, that could be a good idea for sure. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I, I do I, I do look forward to getting to use those scooters again when I can and like Atlanta. But yeah, I that, did not get to use was, them, but I will if I go to another city. Oh, definitely. Highly recommend it. It's it, it, it they actually go really fast too. Oh I know. Like there. All the fifteen year olds that I saw on the scooter with two people on one scooter. And that might have been me. Well, I didn't have another person online, but I was definitely like me and my friends, like we would literally like like as soon as we were done with whatever we were doing, we're like, all right, let's go to the scooters now. Oh, how fun. For a while there. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was the safe thing to do. The adult in me does know that. That's right. But yeah, but yeah, no, but maybe for the fireworks, something like that, like promoting bikes, I guess, to get in there. Yeah. We could do something like that. More golf carts type. Yeah. Of a- and maybe like spreading the fireworks out along the beach. So not everyone's like huddled around one spot. Well, that becomes, an, we light our fireworks off of the pier. And mm-hmm. we, the fireworks are 25,000 and TDC currently gives that money. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been in future talks and it's actually going to be on the next TDC budget about um, TDC had mentioned at their last meeting about not funding the fireworks. So mm-hmm. we might have to come up with a new way how to oh, fund okay. our fireworks. But we have the ad hoc committee working on 4th of July and we are already now rolling into the Christmas season, which is very exciting because we'll have our very first official first Friday coming back, mm-hmm. December 3rd. That's exciting. Which is from 6 to 9. What day of the week is that on? That's on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do the official lighting of the starry night. So all the stars on the pier. I'm hoping mm-hmm. to do the the countdown where everyone turns off their lights and they do the you know, five, four, three, two, oh, one, yeah. and then turn on the Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. We'll have, um, I think the kids will be singing from all the schools in the park. That's cool. Tortugas has been a snow flurry sponsor. So we'll have some snow flurries in the park, mm-hmm. which will be exciting. And then on Saturday, we'll have the parade at 1 p.m. And our parade in Flagler Beach is always kicked off with a skydiving Santa. Oh, whoa. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Where does he land? He lands just north of the pier. On the beach? Uh-huh. How did I not know about that? Has that always been around? It's been forever. You see, that's been the greatest part of this job is learning about all these things I had no idea about. Oh, Sky yeah. Skydiving Santa. I hope I hope he hits the sand. He not- hits the sand every <laughs> single time. And that's what kickstarts the parade is when Santa lands, the official, it's, he's the opening of the parade. Very cool. So speaking of events and festivities, mm-hmm. say someone, I know as a realtor, this will be a good question for you. Uh-huh. Say someone, they're moving to Flagler County and they're weighing out whether they want to do Bunnell, Palm Coast or Flagler Beach. What does Flagler Beach have to offer is why it is the right choice. And maybe you don't want like a million people to move in and have it become this massive city. But if it's just like one person is looking to move somewhere, why Flagler Beach? Oh, this is my favorite. Um, and actually, I've, did, I learned from another realtor in Palm Coast, 
that Palm Coast used to be this way. My favorite feature about Palm, about Flagler Beach is everyone waves to each other. Hmm. That's true. It's like the unofficial rule. And I want to make it the official rule. Um, so whenever you're driving, everyone waves. You feel the sense of neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And where else can you walk on your sidewalk and see the ocean? <laughs> that is a really good point. And have be a golf cart community. And have a fishing pier. And have first Fridays in the park. Flagler Beach has so much to offer. Yeah. Now, I will say Palm Coast back in the 80s that you, everyone used to wave to. So that's why being a realtor, I tell everyone that moves to Flagler beach, please continue to wave to everyone. Mm-hmm. When Keep you're working around. in your yard and somebody drives by or walks with their dog by, just wave. I mean, you got to have your windows down for one thing. That's like, right. Yeah. Like as long as it's not like this weather outside, this in Easter we got yep. going, it's like, you can't not roll the window down. That's right. Which it's, just promotes, you know, the neighborly just fellowship. Or, Exactly. Yeah. It's like I, I worked a delivery job for part of my life and the best part of it was going over the bridge into Flagwood Beach mm-hmm. because you just get right into that when you go in there. Yep. It's like as soon as you land. The vibe changes. It really does. It seriously does. And it's not it's not like to badmouth the other cities, but they're more spread out for mm-hmm. one thing. And so it's, it's harder to get that. Not as many people just walking you know, along the road. Right. It's, it's really, really great. I like that. Yeah. And I like walking along A1A kind of in the pier vicinity mm-hmm. because there's so many little things to hit there from the fiber tea company, Yes Coffee, Wamburger, the pier itself. So many little shops. And as yeah. you're walking around, you just see all these, all these people. And yeah, it feels very like different from growing up. Small in town, Coast. USA. Exactly. Yeah. And also a little art shop in there too oh yeah there's um i didn't know about that till recently oh where the tea company is Viger mm-hmm. tea company yeah there's gogola is um, that what it's called it's called gola art and it's several little boutiques of art through there and photography and different things there's some amazing stuff and a lot of it's like locally it inspired mm-hmm. like photographs of the beach right yep. around here which is it's so neat that we have something like that of our community celebrating it Yes. And then you can always go across the street right to the museum. Oh, the museum is so cool, too. I love going in there. We have a huge history section on surfing in Flagler Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, there was a board. So there's a friend of mine named Jerry Tilton. Mm-hmm. And he has you know, the Tilton family is another one of those old families, right. in, especially in Benel. And there was a, bo- a really old board in that museum. And it said it was owned by something Tilton. And I texted a picture of that. I'm like, is this you? And he's like, yeah, that's, I think it might've been his father or his uncle or something. Someone's trying to now get research on this surfboard. I had someone from the museum call me. You know the board I'm talking about? I do. It's that Mm -hmm. one? Yep. I might have to get with Jerry about that thing. Because if it's from the family, he might know. He, maybe he would. That would be a good thing. Have him call the museum. Oh, that's really cool. You know, you know, I'm in the museum. No, for what? The yearbook. Oh, <laughs> they, me have too. All, they have all, yeah, the FPC and like the Buddy Taylor yearbooks are in there. I just like, oh, look, it's mine. I, I, I'm technically in the museum. Oh, yeah. So I went through, did you go through elementary school all the way through or did, when did you move here? Um, yeah, all my public schooling was in Flagler, Flagler schools. So I, kindergarten, I was in St. Augustine, then I moved oh, okay. here first all the way through 12. I started kindergarten at Benal Elementary and it was the only elementary school and you went to. Really? Mm-hmm. You went to 
Bunnell through fifth grade, and then they had built Wadsworth. So you went, um, oh no, you went Bunnell to for kindergarten, first and second was in Bunnell, third, fourth, and fifth was at Wadsworth. Really? I didn't know they ever split that up. And sixth, seventh, and eighth was at Buddy Taylor, and ninth, ten, eleven, twelve was at FPC. Really? Yes. That, like, I, I knew like six through eighth was Buddy Taylor or Indian Trails mm-hmm. when I was going through. I never knew like that wasn't that long ago. Huh. I had no idea it was like split up like that. Like, I graduated I, in 99. So high school. Uh huh. No way. Yeah. What? No, you're like not that much older than me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm older. <laughs> I had no Thank idea. You. <laughs> no, I thought you were like, well, I mean, I'm not getting into that yeah. part on the podcast, but, um, no, I was class of 16. Oh, and, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, um, when I went through, they added Rimfire while I was in. Everything mm-hmm. else was already there. Um, they'd already had Old Kings. Um, what are the other ones? What is it? Beltair Elementary? Beltair Elementary. That's Indian Trails. Other than like Imagine, that one in Town Center, like mm-hmm. they, everything but Rimfire was already there when I went through. Because I did Bunnell one through five, mm-hmm. Rimfire for just six, and then because they made elementary school up to sixth grade at that point too. Okay, they, they might have reverted that back. Nope, it's not. It reverts back next year. Okay, so they're yeah, they're now going to. But yeah, I when I went through elementary, I think I was the f- of the first class that did sixth as elementary school. Okay. When they switched that. Oh, that would have bummer. You wanted to go to middle school so bad. I don't remember how I took that, but I mean, I went to a new school for it, mm-hmm. so. I, yeah, it was the same thing. Right. Um, and then high school was still 9 through 12 at that point. But, huh, I never knew they changed it yep. that that much. Was it, it was so, it was just, was Wadsworth, you said that was, what, 3 through 5? Three, 3 through 5. Was that also considered to be, like, what was that, like, elementary part 2? I they... don't know. We just went from one school to the next school to the next school. And everyone did And that. everyone did it. That was, the everyone in the county was on that track. That's so weird. And it was definitely still like the old Wadsworth back then too. Yeah. Because it was even old Wadsworth like when I was in school. And it was the old I... Buddy Taylor. It was the old yeah. brick school. And it was, um, I remember when Buddy Taylor, what used to be Belterre Middle School. Mm-hmm. Is that what it used to be called? Mm-hmm. It was um, Belterre Middle School. And Buddy Taylor, he was the principal. Mm-hmm. And he was um, killed in a car accident. He was. Um, oh, I didn't know that. He was driving a, a tracker Jeep. On US one, he was picking up textbooks for the school, and his jeep flipped over, and he was um, killed. His wife was my daycare teacher. Oh wow! Back at way the old original daycare in Benel, Miss um, Carlos, and so hmm. the students rallied and kept it. They wanted to change the name to Buddy Taylor because the school oh. would still be BTMS. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't know all yep, that. Yep, so that's how the school became Buddy Taylor was because of the students wanted it. You know, I had, and I never asked her if there was any relation, I had a Mrs. Taylor at BTMS, and um, she did the news production show when I went through because I did that. When no, Miss Carla was, ended up becoming a principal at Rimfire. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it was the same person right. as, as her, but I, I know since it was Mrs. Taylor... I wonder if, if she's part of that family at all. Probably. Um, the Taylors were, they very rooted in the community. So it was more than just the two of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had kids that went through the school system, everything. Oh, all right. So yeah, one of like the older families yep. here. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that either. This is so cool. Like I didn't know any of this. I'm like, I'm learning a lot about Fiber County in this episode. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. It's very neat. So, um, but as we, as we get ready to land the plane, tell us about some events that are coming up in Flagler beach that uh, residents should know about and get excited about. Um, we have next weekend, we have the Tommy Tant. Um, a, oh yeah. And it's the 20th year of the Tommy Tant. Mm-hmm. That is, ooh. What is it? 14th? It is, the date is the, to the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th. Yeah, there you go. So the contest will be on the 13th and 14th, depending upon what heat and the finals are in. And the 12th is a kickoff party at Golden Lion. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun thing. So that we have that. We also have the weekend of the 20th is the 72-mile garage sale. Mm-hmm. Um, before I knew about the 72-mile garage sale, it's sponsored by Friends of A1A. It actually starts up in Ponte Vedra and goes all the way through, I believe, um, Ormond Beach, or it might stop at the end of Flagler Beach. Yes. I, Danielle Anderson yes. talked about that when she was on the show. Yes. Fan- mm-hmm. It's amazing. Some incredible old Florida finds could be found in this garage sale. Mm-hmm. I woke up one day and I was going out to breakfast and I thought, well, is this just like the garage sale day of the year? Because <laughs> everybody was out doing a garage sale. Later, mm-hmm. I found out it is the 72 mile garage sale and it's a really big deal. It's one big garage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, And then we'll roll into the Christmas season. So we'll have um, the 20th is the garage sale. Then we have first Friday on the third and all of the, the schools and the little community, like the women's club, and they'll do different things going on throughout Flagler. I don't have those dates, but everyone can, can check the calendars. Mm -hmm. Good social media presence for the city to keep, keep up on stuff like this. Absolutely. And then um, we have some projects going on in Flagler Beach just to keep everyone kind of in the loop. We have the hotel project, which is 97 rooms. And that's in the old Farmer's Market Square that's um, still moving along nicely. Mm-hmm. It was just announced. Um, it was recently sold to a new developer. So the concept might change from the original resort to more of a hotel style. So mm-hmm. as that information is given to us, that can be pushed out some more. Mm-hmm. Then we have our three developments going on in Flagler Beach. We have our gardens development, which is on the south side of John Anderson, which is 335 homes on the east side of John Anderson. And then the west side of John Anderson will be a golf course. And I'm not sure how many homes they will put over there into that PUD. On Roberts Road, which is kind of across 100, but instead of it being John Anderson, now it's called Roberts Road. Mm -hmm. We will have on the west side of Roberts Road, we'll have an apartment complex. It will be 240 luxury apartments. Mm -hmm. And on the right side of the road, on the east side, will be a community of 112 homes. Hmm. So those are three developments that are coming. So we are growing as a city and all of the a lot of these projects, they were. It's been interesting to be at the commission meetings because they were all started in 2005, and the recession hit, and they were all put on the back burner. And now everyone's coming and bringing them back to the forefront and breathing new life into them. So very exciting! That's coming up in the in the near future. Now. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, a lot to be excited about. And Mayor Susie Johnson, thank you so much thank for coming you. on the show. Absolutely. That's all for our show, guys. Have a great week, and don't forget to tune in next week to Talk Flagler with the news update.
Thank you.